Hey, Eric, I have a hypothetical question for you. What, it's my, that's the only kind of question I can answer. Wonderful. Okay. You are a struggling actor. You're, uh, you're making moves in Hollywood, uh, really Check. trying to, waiting for that big role. Uh, it comes, the opportunity of a lifetime. A big mm-hmm. role in a major Hollywood comedy. Here's okay. the thing. It's 1980. It, we're still making major Hollywood comedies. I thought you said this was hypothetical. <laughs> this is all just tracking for my real situation. Right of now. course. Uh, here's the thing. You're okay. the fifth person to be offered this role. I love it. All four people before you have died. It checks out. Do, do you take that role? Did I? Well, did I kill them? You did. <laughs> As far as far as you know, unless you've been uh, killing people in your sleep, you don't think so. Sure. They've all died of unrelated causes. However, every single uh, one of them that entered negotiations to be in this movie died. Do we? Is this? A, are you setting me up for a cursed role situation again? I uh, once again, Eric. This really happened on a uh, on an actual movie. Several very famous people died while in negotiations to star in a movie, and I'm going to tell you about it after this. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Brian and Eric Don't Belong Here, another night into the weird and the macabre. I'm your host, Brian, here as always with my spooky, salacious colleague, Eric. Eric, what's going on, man? Work, I'm cursed. You're cursed. <laughs> I may be cursed in a hypothetical scenario. Um, also maybe cursed in a hypothetical scenario. Well, we have guests. Uh, Willie Muse and Emily P. Heller are here. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Am I on? You're you are on. You're on. <laughs> What's that? It says mic muted on your thing. So you're not mute. You're not muted there. on the recorder where it counts. Hello, <laughs> <laughs> Willie. How are you? I'm good. I feel like I have like I'm the only person using a stand, so I feel very NPR right now. I feel like I'm like <laughs> want to whisper into the microphone and say hello. We haven't been offered a spot on NPR yet, but NPR, if you are listening, we're we're open to it. Hello. <laughs> Hey, Emily, how are you? I'm I'm definitely cursed with uh, the the curse of gestating life. You are currently making a baby. Yeah, it sucks in your body. Yeah, it's terrible. What if it's a haunted evil fetus? I feel like that's a thing. I wouldn't put it past it. <laughs> no. Um. <laughs> All right, I'm just going to jump. I have uh, so many things I want to talk about tonight. This is, I guess, our Halloween episode. Um, (laughs) You can't scare me like that. I'm sorry. (laughs) This will come out. uh, Halloween is Monday. Yeah. Why are you looking at me? I don't know dates. 
I'm sorry. That was that's my mistake. Time. Uh, <laughs> but uh, this is this is the so an episode will come out two days after Halloween. So this is the closest one before Halloween. You got to get the closest without going over. Um, is everyone ready for Halloween? No. I guess how how ready how ready or not ready can you really be? I don't have a costume. Yeah. Yeah, I have no costume since you, Brian. Do you have a costume? I don't. I, I haven't I haven't really gone hard in a costume the last couple of years. I've put you in a costume the last right, couple of years. Right. I feel like you guys shouldn't worry about a costume this year. I feel like that's probably the best year not to worry about a costume. Well, I wanted to get I saw an ad for a skeleton pregnancy onesie that had a skeleton fetus on it, which I thought was disgusting and very funny. That's uh, but they were sold out in my size. Oh. Well, you Yeah, I was going I feel like Pregnant time is like a good, there's a lot of great costume opportunities. Yeah, potential. No, but you don't want to be one of those things where it's like Brian's a turkey baster and you're a turkey <laughs> and like. It's Actually, like, maybe that is what I want. That's what. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> now that I'm saying it, it is a pretty good. But Gross. like, they're all. I feel like all pregnancy costumes are just like, I make sperm and I mm-hmm. ate sperm to make a baby. I did have the idea that it would be fun to be Krang. That would be fun. But then I realized yeah, see, I'd have to cool. basically be wearing underpants, which I didn't really want to do. Yeah, that's fair. It's Krang is his whole he is just a naked robot. We well, yeah. could get like a like a flesh tone onesie. I guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Does anyone have a, a Halloween costume from their youth that they remember that they were real proud of? I was I was a Grim Reaper for like eight years in a row in your, elementary school. Your choice or? Uh, <laughs> no, this was me. And every year I would double down on it and make it like grosser oh, and hell weirder yeah. to the point where the teacher was like, you can't just, it's an oozing. It's an open sore. <laughs> was, did you not grow in elementary school or did you, did you have a new Grim Reaper costume every single time? Um, it's actually the the sadder middle ground, which is I grew, but I kept the same calories okay. that just got smaller and smaller on me. So each year you became the worst option. Like yeah. it, it became more and more of like a slutty Grim Reaper every year. That's that's right. That's just a right. slutty Way boy Grim me. Reaper. Yeah. By fifth grade, I was a real saucy young lad trouncing about town with my sickle. Uh, speaking of speaking of slutty, when I was in high school. I decided that I was going to be a pinup girl, which I, the fact that my mother let me do this is a miracle, but I (laughs) bought like a garish hot topic corset and made myself a skirt and like fishnets to like hand out candy in the neighborhood. (laughs) This was for no one. (laughs) Uh, Could you elaborate? Did you feel any pressures towards girl Halloween? Not at that time. I mean, I think I maybe just wanted to be... I knew that Halloween was a time to be sexy, but I didn't quite know what sexy was yet. (laughs) Sure. Uh, Hot pink satin was... That's the epitome of sexy. Yes. What? I can't even picture what... It's satin pants? No. uh, a, A very basic circle skirt that I made myself. Um, and fishnets. Yeah, that doesn't sound like a good costume. And a corset from Hot Topic. 
Yeah, no, that sounds terrible. Yeah, it was bad. <laughs> Will, do you have uh, any memorable costumes? Um, my one attempt, my school had like a Halloween costume every year, and my one attempt at winning it, which did not go well, was um, I actually I, I came close twice. There, once I did my like single one, I decided I was like, I'm gonna be a mockingbird, so I just dressed like a bird and wear a shirt that said I'm with stupid on it. <laughs> but like, I had the idea, and then finding a shirt that actually says I'm with stupid was really hard, so I had to make it myself, so it was really, really shitty looking. <laughs> um, and then um oh actually my favorite one i think was when i was so i went to a school where we had a dress code and uh on halloween if you came in costume you didn't have to wear a dress code so i wrote um we i think we were reading to kill a mockingbird at the time so i just wrote i'm harper lee on a plate (laughs) and i just dressed like my normal self and that was and a bunch of people being like i don't know if that counts as a costume i was like well do you know what harper lee looks like <laughs> so that that was probably my proudest costume that's good that's kind of incredible that's that's a pretty good move um i remember my mom uh i've talked about this on the show before so sorry if you've listened to any of our 2018 episodes um but uh my mom one year like really slaved over and made a mummy costume from scratch which i super did not appreciate at the time (laughs) (laughs) it would have been just as happy if not happier if we had gone to party city and i'd pick something out no she actually put like love and craft into something and i was like boring (laughs) idiot (laughs) (laughs) truly i do think kid halloween is gonna be more fun it'll be fun it'll be especially fun i think when we have a kid and they don't actually have a say in it yes and you just put them in a dumb costume the second they can ask for what they want it's gonna be terrible especially because i feel like by the time your kid is like four it'll be like i want to be a slut for halloween i don't want to do that But you can't say no. Yeah, no, you're, <laughs> no, try, you're gonna not. try not to. Be, like, that's what I realize is, it's like the more I get, the more I'm like, oh god damn it, I am gonna be like old fashioned as a parent. It's just like what old fashioned means is gonna be very different, right? Like, <laughs> oh god, same as it ever. It's just the same yeah. thing over and over. It's like again. I'm gonna be like, you have to wait until you're 18 until you get an OnlyFans, okay? Like, <laughs> I'm gonna put my foot down on this. Oh no! What a what a terrible future we have lined up for us. I have another Halloween-related question. Um, this uh, it's tangentially related to movies. Everyone's familiar with the concept of a jack-o'-lantern, correct? Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. I've seen in a couple of Halloween-themed movies the idea of the jack-o'-lantern gets carved on Halloween night. That I've I, I've seen that too, and I don't understand. Okay, the idea. I carved mine last night. Yeah, actually. that's generally I feel like is treated as. Correct me if I'm wrong. A general like seasonal yeah. October lead up to Halloween thing. That yeah, that's like getting your Christmas tree on Christmas Day. I was. It's like the Christmas. Yeah, it's a yeah. Christmas tree situation. Yeah. Yeah, I. But I've seen several movies where like. The kids are back from trick-or-treating, and then some, okay, now we're going to carve the jack-o'-lantern, and what? then you're going to go to bed. No, no. you've got to have that out for trick-or-treating. Right? Yeah, that's that's literally the extent of my Halloween decorations this year, is, 
is a carved jack-o'-lantern. So who started that, and where the fuck did that come from? So that's not a thing. Well, I think it's like I I feel like I feel like what because they do that on Hall in Halloween. I remember that. That's one where because she like he like brings the pumpkin home and then he like squishes it. Right. And I feel like it's like scrambling to figure out how to fill Halloween traditions, <laughs> especially when it's like, we can't take them trick-or-treating because they need to be in a house. So right. how do we make it look like Halloween? And it's like, we can't show movies. Like we can't, like, I feel like, I guess I do show a movie in Halloween, but, but yeah, okay. yeah. Like, I don't know though. It is one of those things where it is like, I've definitely like, one of those movie tropes where it's just like people don't do that. That's the in reality, Halloween as all the Halloween stuff is done by like eight o'clock on Halloween. Yeah, because you gotta get trick or treating. Right. Yeah. There's a, I mean, I feel like they do the same thing with like getting your costume ready day of and it's like, no. <laughs> That is a month. That is a month long process. Well, especially if you're gonna go. Like, I don't know. I mean, I feel like you're not gonna get a day of, right? Right. right. No, that's that's just the stuff left over yeah. at the party city. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how you end up as a, a Paw Patrol a couple years too late. Ooh, I want to be a Paw Patrol for. Let's all do. Yeah, a that's Paw a Patrol. great. Should we be the Paw Patrol? Yeah, let's be a Paw Patrol group costume. You guys are gonna look back at this a year when your entire life is Paw Patrol and just be like. <laughs> The Paw Patrol pod. <laughs> We've developed a weird fetish. It doesn't. Oh, no. Simple. That just went to a <laughs> Wait, honestly, when your kids start watching Paw Patrol, can you just do like a very in depth <laughs> Paw Patrol breakdown podcast for parents? Because I feel like that is the best idea I've ever heard. I just actually... from like a business standpoint. Because I feel like you're going to get to a point where you're just watching like nothing but children's television and i feel like you need to like break down and be like like day three of johnny johnny watch like yeah. <laughs> what this is <laughs> i'm very i feel sorry eric go sorry, ahead, go ahead Brian. no go ahead oh, oh okay i was just gonna say i don't know if, if you guys have like little like nephews or family members or whatever and you've watched what they watch on youtube and have encountered the weird YouTube things that are targeted at children. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Do you have like any examples? Because I've seen some weird well, shit. Well, there was the, the Momo thing. That, like, murderous bird that told you if you told your parents you watched him, he'd, like, kill you and your whole family. <laughs> That's fucked up. <laughs> I've seen a lot of, like, Spider-Man wrestles Elsa, which is, like, not porn, but, like... It's not, worse. Yeah, it's worse. It's worse. a fine line, sir. I mean, yeah. certainly a lot of weird fetishes are being formed now. Definitely. Like, I feel like whatever, like whatever Disney did to make furries is being multiplied by like twenty, and like now it's just going to yeah. be. I don't know that Disney made furries. That's my assumption. But yeah, no, I would rather my kid accidentally stumble across actual pornography than the fucking yeah Spider Man spanks Elsa. Like, yeah. <laughs> I well, feel like that is going to be our generation's, like, being old-fashioned. It's like it's like when you catch your kids smoking and you make them smoke the whole pack, and you're like, no, you're going to sit down and watch two hours of the golden age of porn. Yeah. Days, freak. <laughs> That's what I'm going to Some normal-ass penis and vagina yeah. sex. There was, I saw a thing that was, like, a, like, 
it was like I think it was on Reddit or something. It was like these people are insane, kind of, and it was just like a f- bunch of parents who were trying to make porn for children, which was porn aimed at children. Like what? But like it's like a good idea. The more I think about it, it's like starter porn. <laughs> it's like it's like the Training oh, Wheels no. version oh, of porn. Man, so I it's like a way where it's like kind of like it's like here is like porn designed to teach you about like normal healthy sexual right. relationships and not like this is what sex is actually like here's an introduction it's it's gonna be a thing by the time you guys are gonna- which you know god if you just land cold on the Pornhub front page who the fuck knows what you're gonna get mm, 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 mm. Ooh boy we're just getting into the real horrors of being a young adult in today's society yeah that's but, the real horror i mean but by what i'll say though is like okay first fucked up is that momo stuff is it's gonna be a fun story down the line <laughs> provided <laughs> provided it doesn't end up like a slender man root there is something right, nice right. about like a cool like ooh, there's like like the internet is a terrible place, but it's also kind of like they're going to be. There's going to be like a standby me of people on Reddit or something. Yes, like there's yes. going to be I like a weird, mean. like nostalgic thing of like this weird wild west that we all lived in. Which I feel like I'm. A, I feel like we kind of missed that. Where I feel like I was just sheltered I have a enough that, of that. I mean, I guess I do, but like it wasn't like inter- Like it's not interesting. Like it's not. I don't know. It's, it's, there's no ghouls involved. Sure. I read something that fucked me up, and I'm not going to get the numbers right because my brain doesn't work like that, but it was something about, like, there was a set number of years between the car when the car became, like, proliferated and when seatbelts were invented, and um, someone was saying, like, that's the time we're in for the internet right now. We are in the time between cars being invented and seatbelts being invented. I'd, I'd absolutely agree with that. <laughs> Uh, the problem is our brains will all be pickled by the time we... Yeah, oh, yeah. Already done. We're going through windshields of <laughs> proverbial cars at rapid rates. Yeah. Um, you guys want to talk about some cursed motion pictures? Yeah. Wait, can I guess the one that you were talking about yeah. in the intro? Okay. Is it a confederacy of dunces? It is not a confederacy of dunces. Uh, we'll just start with that one, because I, I think it's one of the more interesting ones. It is... So here's the thing. I've I've done... The bare minimum, as always, research, as we, Eric, as we've learned over the course of doing this show, it's like, let's do a deep dive on this topic. And then you do just a skim of research and you realize there's not much here. (laughs) Um, It's a lot of stretches and a lot of lying to -hmm. get things to be interesting. Doesn't Shudder have an entire series on this? Yes. So they're grasping straws a little bit? Oh, entirely. Okay, great. Um, But the... um, Uh, Eric, go ahead. I would, Brian, I'm sorry to interrupt. I just have some breaking news that I don't know if you're aware of. I don't know. Uh, Tony Spera has a Netflix show. What? Shut the fuck up. Who's Tony it's Spera? It's called... Oh, Willie. Oh, you sweet babe. <laughs> uh, to- real fast. Tony Spera is uh, our favorite person in the world. Uh, he is uh, just an Italian-American ghost-busting hero. Uh, he is uh, the son-in-law of the Warrens. And he's kind of taken over the family business since their passing. 
Uh, he has uh, Emily. You can vouch for this. There is a Marvel-esque Tony Spera cameo in the film Annabelle Comes Home, oh, yeah. and I leapt up on the couch. <laughs> um, man. So Eric, what the fuck? So it's a show. It's a ghost hunting show called Twenty Eight Days Haunted. Oh baby. Oh baby. And. The prem it's based on the Warren's assertion that spirits take like twenty eight days to manifest or something. Okay. I almost so watched this last do- night. <laughs> yep. Yep, yep, yep. And so what they do it's kind of like that show alone, but for ghost hunting. So they like lock ghost hunting teams in a haunted location for twenty eight days. Eric, how and many let it roll. Eric, how many episodes of the show are there? I don't know, but did we just watch the whole thing? Is the next several weeks of this show just a recap podcast of that <laughs> show? Yeah, I think, I think we pivot. I think we pivot. <laughs> I think we're just pivoting. <laughs> I, bare minimum, that's a segment. <laughs> we're just week by week watch one episode of yeah. that show. Because, oh my God. Um, I just have to tell Willie's story that I told... Uh, I told it last week, so sorry. If you listened last week, you can skip ahead. But uh, we were at Paracon this last summer, a paranormal convention in Connecticut. Uh, Tony Sparrow was there, which we were not prepared for. (laughs) I was not expecting Tony Sparrow to be there, despite it being a paranormal convention in Connecticut, where he lives. Um, So I did have a framed photo of him surrounded by flowers and a rose um, on our booth. Mm-hmm. Uh, cause he is the patron saint of our podcast and we love him. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, at some point during the con, he comes down the alleyway, uh, near where our table is. And, you know, he, he's of course the king of the convention bestowing his grace upon the people he favors. Uh, he comes to a, uh, intersection. Uh, and if he looks to the left, he's looking right at us. And if he touches the right, that goes deeper into the convention hall. He looks at us. I swear to God, he makes eye contact with me and then just turns and goes the other way. (laughs) That that stings. That stings me. (laughs) Someday we'll get Tony on the show and he will have to explain himself. (laughs) Oh, man. Um, Cursed movies, though. Uh, So this movie is a took. A-T-U-K. Uh, I'm reading directly from the rap.com. Uh, a took is a movie so cursed it never got made. The project, based on the 1963 Mordecai Rickler novel about an Eskimo in New York, had four different men attached to play the lead in development hell through the 1970s and 80s. John Belushi, Sam Kinison, John Candy, and Chris Farley, all four died shortly after into negotiations to play the title role. <laughs> that sounds offensive. It's probably it does for the sound- best that that movie <laughs> yeah, didn't get made. I think that is the that would be one of those like yeah. movies right now. Uh, that said, that's now granted. Uh, some things connect all of these popular comedians <laughs> of the era. Yeah, I, well, I was gonna say I think Chris Farley, um, John Belushi, and. John Candy were also in talks. That's why I said Confederacy of Dunces, because I think that they were also oh, interesting. in talks for that role. So I think there might just be a um, a through line of 
people being cast for a similar type and right. doing a lot of I think maybe cocaine was things. the problem. Yeah. <laughs> not the, yeah. not the they movie. all had a similar hobby, and the hobby was cocaine. Yeah. <laughs> Did John Candy do cocaine? That a, is that a I don't know question. if that's how he died, but I'm, I think everybody just did cocaine. Yeah. I assume if you were alive in the 80s, you were doing cocaine. I mean, but like, you look at Chris Farley and John Belushi, and you're like, that's yeah. cocaine. <laughs> but like, I don't, I don't associate John Candy as a as a cocaine person, but it probably was. How did John Candy die? I'm googling. I that think right. so. Heart attack. Got and us. I think it was just kind of like unhealthy lifestyle stuff, sure. but not drugs. Mm. Like the more wholesome way to go. He okay. was only 43 though, which is super sad. What? Yeah. yeah. Uh, he uh, oh wait, hang on, hang on. Smoking a pack a day, heavy alcohol yeah. use, and use of cocaine. Never yeah. mind. Yeah. I read, I read <laughs> there one it is. Um, and then Sam Kennison, of course, you know, similar, similar yeah. hobbies. Yeah. <laughs> what do you know? Although Sam Kennison, didn't he die of, he got like run over. All right, Googling Sam Kinison. <laughs> I remember there's like a story of him. Was it Sam Kinison? He got uh, hit by like a by like a drunk driver. Uh, April 10th, 1992, Kinison was driving his 1989 Pontiac Turbo Trans Am. He was struck head on on the highway. Jesus. I don't like that I know that. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, oh man, this is fully like the truck swerved into his lane and just hit him head on. I think he had like just gotten clean. Oh, oh no. no. Uh, oh, it must have been a took. Take that as a lesson never get clean because you could die tomorrow. <laughs> never get clean, you'll get hit by a car. Uh, so that said, you know, we, we found a, a pretty similar link aside from Sam Kinison. Uh, that said, would you take that role if it were offered to you? Well, for a variety of reasons, no. <laughs> but yeah, I, like, I, I feel <laughs> like I feel like mostly not wanting to play yeah, right. that role. Yeah, probably not. right, right. <laughs> um, especially since it must have been written in like the '60s at this point. Right, right. Um, but uh, another role? No, of course not. I, any kind of, I would avoid any curse. Just, just on like principle, I would avoid any curse. Okay. Um, so switching gears a little bit to the to kind of the re- that's the one that is the most like strike. I think when you look at like cursed movie productions, that's number one on all the lists. Yeah, uh, that's pretty wild. That's it's certainly a pretty wild coincidence. Uh, that said, are there any movies you guys are familiar with? They're kind of the same ones that keep coming up. Do any uh, ring a bell for you guys? Um, I, I have a list. If you I feel like the the Omen is like a cla- is a classic one. The Omen is a famous one, and I do have that one uh, across several lists. Uh, I'm looking for it right now. On TheWrap.com, The Omen. No one was seriously hurt during the filming of 1976's The Omen, but chaos seemed to surround everyone involved. Star Gregory Peck, uh, Gregory Peck and screenwriter David Seltzer had their flight struck by lightning on the way to filming. Director Richard Donner's hotel was bombed by the IRA, and members of the crew were caught in a car crash. Um, and it seems like that's kind of the connecting force on all of these quote unquote cursed movies is that, uh, just a lot of bad shit happened while they were making the movie, which, yeah, a lot of weird, bad stuff, 
Right. Which, um, uh, Eric, if you remember, uh, when J.W. Oker was on the show, author of the book Cursed mm. Objects, literally wrote the book on Cursed Objects, he says that an ob- that a, to be truly cursed, it needs a body count. It needs a supernatural body count. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, because I think I've heard the Omen one, and I remember thinking that time, too, did anyone get hurt when their plane got struck by lightning? I like, don't believe Because so. don't planes just get struck by lightning all the time? I don't think that's that uncommon. Yeah. I feel like that's kind of like, we need a third thing. <laughs> yes, I agree. Um, I always felt like Poltergeist was the um, the one that came that up That was the one the that came to my mind. Right. Um so basically, the the rumor, the the urban legend that spread was that everyone involved in that movie died. Uh, Craig T. Nelson still kicking, still looking great. <laughs> uh, no, but what did happen was twenty uh, two year old Dominique Dunn was murdered by her boyfriend shortly after the release of the first film, uh, and then six years later, twelve year old Heather O'Rourke died of septic shock before the third movie was released. Um, which is like two tragic deaths. Once again, that's kind of like, does that count as a curse? Uh, I mean, I guess that one is more, I buy that one as more of a curse just because people like, actually die. Yeah. Like I feel like yeah. I feel, and there are like external forces acting on it. Like I feel right. like if you look at anything in Hollywood, it's just like, yeah, bad stuff is going to happen there. Right. Their lives in the worst possible way. Yeah, that seems. A lot of these seem like it's not a curse. It is um, capitalism. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Where uh, Poltergeist, I think, gains some traction is uh, there is that scene late in the movie. Uh, where uh, skeletons come rising out of the swimming pool because the house was built over a burial ground. That's, okay, this has nothing to do with cursed films, but watching Poltergeist, it was what, like, the thing about Poltergeist that I always heard is like, oh, it's a Native American burial ground that they're on. It's not in the movie. It's right. just a cemetery. Right, It right. has nothing to do with Native American burial ground. I don't know where that came from. Right, I even said burial ground rather than cemetery because that's still in my brain. But no, right. you're right. That's never said in the movie. It was just... It's just a cemetery. Right, it was built over a cemetery well, and they never fair, moved the bodies. Every part of the United States could technically be considered a Native American that's, burial ground at this yeah, point that's true. in our that's true. history, so... Um, well, we don't have time to unpack that right now. <laughs> um, um, but uh, those... Brian, I'm, I was just going to say, I'm reading in Poltergeist that they actually, in the pool scene, mm-hmm. they actually use real human remains. Is that yep. accurate? That is accurate. That is, or at least to my understanding, that is accurate. And that is um, what is attributed to the curse. It, uh, usually, of like, oh, they used real human remains. That's gross. That's really missing I the point that. of their own movie. <laughs> yes, yeah. Which um, uh, Werner Herzog's Nosferatu uh, used real human remains at one point, uh, and uh, didn't incur the wrath of the undead, as far as I know. Also, Werner Herzog, a little freak. And Werner Herzog, a little, <laughs> <laughs> little freaks respect little freaks. Right. <laughs> Um, the, uh, the other thing, this is not curse. The other poltergeist thing is there was a long standing conspiracy, uh, 
Poltergeist is directed by Toby Hooper, the director of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre and uh, the Salem's Lot miniseries. Uh, however, it does it's produced by Steven Spielberg and does have a certain Spielbergian quality to the movie. Uh, very likable family. It's very uh, pleasantly shot. Uh, has a very suburban magic to it. Uh, so it was long rumored that Steven Spielberg actually shadow directed the whole movie and Toby Hooper didn't. Um, or like was kind of kicked off the project and Steven Spielberg handled it. Um, Steven Spielberg took out a full spread in variety at one point to just be like, Toby Hooper directed the fucking movie. Uh, um, which makes me more suspicious, I have to say. <laughs> but, I have, but like, what would... If it was a bad movie, maybe. But what would Steven Spielberg like? I I feel like we, I would claim Poltergeist if I was Steven Spielberg. <laughs> like, what does he have to gain to like? It's a good movie. It's, good <laughs> it's very much in his like wheelhouse. I like. I, I think I think of it as being a Steven Spielberg movie. Like, I don't know why he wouldn't just take credit for it. <laughs> it's like simpler. I mean, I think. I, I don't think Toby Hooper would appreciate that. Uh, well, Toby Hooper's questionable. <laughs> Read about what the people in Texas Chainsaw Massacre went through, and oh, sure. tell me if I gave a crap about what Toby Hooper thinks. <laughs> is he dead? I think Toby he's Hooper dead. is dead. Okay, good. Then what do I care? <laughs> um, okay. Yeah, that's that's a good point, though. I would say that any Stanley Kubrick production is more cursed than any of these. <laughs> Just based on what he put people through. Oh, one woman. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Similarly, uh, The Exorcist. Um, speaking of directors yeah, who put people through hell, came through my came to, came to my mind was The Exorcist. Uh, William Friedkin uh, famously was not the chillest to work with on that movie. Hmm. Uh, maybe not people's favorite boss they've ever had. Um, <laughs> But uh, one of the things I think is funny about that movie is uh, they use audio from an actual exorcism. So here's the thing. If the devil is real, and if that possession was real, and that exorcism was real, then the devil exists within the celluloid print of the exorcist, (laughs) Uh, which is kind of fun. Uh, however, less fun, nine people died during the shoot for The Exorcist. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, the story goes that a large fire at one point destroyed very large portions of that house set, except for the bedroom, where uh, you know, the majority of the third act confrontation takes place. Okay, but I will fight, like... The bedroom was also just a refrigerator, if I'm not mistaken. You are correct. <laughs> so that would explain why you are correct. fire maybe didn't penetrate its that one part of the house. Because I believe, I believe in every curse. I would say, I would say, you know, even if the devil's not there, God would probably curse the Exorcist for a lot of just the scenes that they did in that movie. That movie's really fucked up. It's a like, fucked up movie. Um, but. No, that's I don't I don't buy that. Like I feel like I feel like I'm going to believe in curses. I should be objective about it, and I don't buy I, that. I I think that's a great point. It's also just really Lily, good marketing sorry. for the movie. Definitely, like, great market. Having the Catholic Church against your film <laughs> is a surefire way to get people interested in seeing your film. 
Didn't didn't people like commit suicide after watching that movie? There's is that a thing? Is that an urban sit, legend? I that is I think an urban. There was a lot of the like the kind of stories that you see of like <gasps> people walked out of the movie, people fainted during the movie, people got sick after the movie. That the right, movie's yeah. marketing just leaned right the fuck in on you know. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a gold mine. Right, Paranormal Activity. That's that's the whole reason it was so successful is because the whole marketing was just people freaked out watching this movie. I, terrifier, is it real? Like that? <laughs> terrifier too in theaters yeah, right now. Yeah. You're seeing the same thing of like, oh, it's so gross. People are throwing up in the theater. Which like I can't imagine oh, yeah. that it is that bad. I never saw Terrifier one. I recently watched Terrifier one. It is. Fucked up. Is it? Okay. <laughs> Can I take a tangent to tell a quick story? Yes. <laughs> when I was in ninth grade, we read The Odyssey, and my English teacher was like a cool English teacher who had tattoos, um, and he had a um, he had a standing rule that there's one part of The Odyssey where he's d- the um, it's describing when Odysseus comes home and finds all these dudes trying to fuck his wife. And kills all of them, and it's disgusting. And he had a um, policy that if you puked reading that scene, um, you would get like an A on the test for it or whatever. What he um, failed to consider was that our class was directly after lunch, (laughs) and uh, there was three boys that um, kept some food in their mouths and uh, just spit it up. It was disgusting. Teenage boys are cool. I don't think they got A's. <laughs> yeah, I feel like that doesn't count. Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> no, I think he saw right through that. <laughs> but what, I mean, like, what if you just made yourself puke? Yeah, right? Like, if you're going to go. Exactly. Go hard, get that A. If you're going to yeah, go to Six Flags, go to yeah. fucking Six Flags. Yeah. That's the, st- what, uh, I don't. I feel like I read the Odyssey. It was a poem, wasn't it? There's nothing that's going to make you puke in it. <laughs> yeah. Also, yeah. Your English teacher was being a little dramatic. No. <laughs> Doesn't he just shoot them all with an arrow? There's descriptions of, I believe, like raking up the blood that are pretty gross. Hmm. <sighs> um. Back to the Exorcist, though. Does anyone remember? So I went to a Catholic school growing up, and uh, I remember having like conversations about the exorcist and some adults being like that is an evil movie you cannot watch <laughs> you cannot watch the evil movie did anyone else have anything like this no to be fair most of like most most authority figures were like that's ridiculous but there were a couple people who worked at the school if they heard you talking about the exorcist be like that is the evil movie um i mean i definitely like when i was a kid i knew that that was the scary movie like that was like the scariest movie um i don't think i have i think well i went to like an episcopalian school so it was a bunch of nerds and so they were like (laughs) trying to be like enlightened and like but no i mean i personally am terrified of it i don't use a ouija board but that was my um own doing that was not (laughs) anything that was impressed upon me i was just like i'm not using a ouija board after seeing that i don't want to risk it I remember just being disappointed by it. It is a even f- as a kid. It's a slow burn. It's a slow burn. Yeah. It's seventies, and it's also make no mistake, intentionally pretty funny. It is yeah. a funny movie. It's mm. also like I feel like it gets more scary the older I get. Like I feel like it's not like 
it's more disturbing than scary. And sure. I feel like you need a certain amount of like life experience to like grasp sort of why it's so disturbing as opposed to like when you're a kid, you're just like, oh, her head turned around. That's not a big deal. Like, right, right. It's also like primarily about loss of innocence and loss of faith. <laughs> like, you know, other like boring thematic stuff. It's a good ass movie. <laughs> it's a good ass movie. It's a good ass book yeah. too. Uh, my grandmother once told me uh, she had read the book or tried to read the book, was so horrified about it, uh, by it, that she threw it away. And then the book ended up back in her home. <laughs> Which, it should be noted, my grandmother was frequently a liar. (laughs) A teller of lies. (laughs) But that spooked me away from it for a while. That's... Yeah, no, I would never sleep again if my grandmother told me that story. (laughs) Were there... Are there any other, like, haunted films in that, like, other movies that had that kind of reaction um let's see i um i don't know like literally the one the one that immediately came to mind with you talking about that is uh the movie cannibal holocaust from the 70s um not the first i believe but often the first credited of being the first quote-unquote found footage movie that would you know go on to like inspire the Mm -hmm. blair witch project um uh a has actual like animal death in the, uh, like, a turtle and a monkey get, like, ripped apart. That's real. Um, the production didn't do it. There were, like, tribes where they were, and they filmed them doing that, but it is real. Um, but the gore effects are so fucking gnarly in that movie and so realistic. I believe uh, courts in Italy made the director produce the actors in court and prove that they were alive and okay. <laughs> Which is fucking gnarly. <laughs> but once again, I don't know if that's an apocryphal story to sell the movie. No, I've heard, I've heard that. I mean, that movie, I've never seen it because I heard about the turtle. But um, <laughs> uh, that movie definitely seems like it would be pretty fucked up even today. It's, it's a pretty, like, I, I like it quite a bit. But yeah, it's fucked up. If a movie was going to be cursed, that feels like one that would get a curse on it. Right. <laughs> okay, but also, like, here's... I don't know if you guys have picked up on this. All of the cursed movies, for some reason, horror movies, <laughs> except <laughs> for a took, like... I wonder if there is some sort of mm. hidden vested interest in saying that there's a curse involved it's in the these devil. movies about curses. No, it's the devil. Right, That's like, fair. my super ex-girlfriend. <laughs> it doesn't <laughs> seem to be... <laughs> Are there any famous cursed movies that are not horror movies? Um, just a took. That's the only one I think I see. Uh, um, let's see here. On the rap.com, we have Apocalypse Now, uh, which certainly was a hellish production. Yeah. Um, but uh, the entry we have here is the horror. Francis Ford Coppola was tempting fate when he decided to film Apocalypse Now during monsoon season. Big mistake. Uh, the monsoon destroyed multiple sets. Martin Sheen suffered a heart attack during filming, and Coppola was so stressed that he suffered a seizure. According to Jesus. the in- according to the Independent, Apocalypse Now turned out to be a masterpiece anyway. But the documentary Heart of Darkness, a filmmaker's apocalypse about it about its making, is just as engrossing. It is true. Heart of Darkness is the superior movie. I've never seen that. It's very good. Apocalypse Now is good. Heart of Darkness is very good. 
That doesn't sound like a curse, though, because uh, like right. it just sounds like poor planning on their part. That sounds like a largely inexperienced filmmaker going into something for hire. Uh, you know what's funny is George Lucas was going to make that movie <laughs> and then dropped out. And then I think he traded with Coppola. Sounds like he made the right was, call. Right. Well, what, what did he get in return? I don't know. I don't remember. I mean, I guess he's Star made Wars. Star Wars or American <laughs> Graffiti, so I'm guessing it would have been American Graffiti. I also would guess it was American Graffiti, but that was also a Lucas Passion Project. Maybe the other thing like didn't end up happening. Huh. Um, Can he direct things? Can't uh, well. Fair enough. <laughs> I, I yeah. I don't. Oh. I would love to watch an Apocalypse Now directed by George Lucas. That sounds it terrible. sounds bad. <laughs> Yeah, sounds real bad. You ever seen THX? God no. It's 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 truly like one of the prequel movies, but you don't have lightsabers and like characters from toys you remember, so it's just awful. Um, let's see here. I got another. Oh, another uh, not horror movie. Um, have you guys heard ever heard before uh, that the role of Superman is cursed? No. Oh, dude, I did see that. I think in in recent years, uh, this has maybe been disproven, but uh, when Christopher Reeves was the reigning Superman, uh, he would often get, uh, of course, Christopher Reeve uh, uh, suffering a pretty traumatic spinal injury, spent the rest of his life uh, paralyzed. Um, was that a horse? That was a horse. Was a horse. Yeah, horse, bad horse fall. Right. Um so that got paired with uh, George Reeve, unrelated, uh, who played Superman on in either the TV show or in the movie serials. I don't know which. Uh, but he also just had a really terrible time of it. Did not love that role. I've, I've heard the, the story I heard about him was that... Um... Like he, he, it was like the most thankless job. It was not a cool thing to be. Right. And um, one time, mm. and basically one of the worst parts was that kids wanted to see how strong he was. And one kid brought a gun to shoot oh. him. Uh, and he sounds like he was really smart. He said, I don't want the bullet ricocheting to the rest of the audience. <laughs> but right. like... He just like, yeah, just like a kid brought a gun to shoot him. And it's like, I think he was probably making like $10 a week doing it too. <laughs> right. Um, but uh, George Reeve was either murdered or committed suicide. We don't know. Um, <laughs> it's not very good. Uh, but Ben Affleck plays him in the movie Hollywood Land from, I think, 2007, um, which depicts that scene that Willie just oh, talked really? about. Um, it's not a great movie, but if you're interested in kind of the origins of the Superman curse, um, that's there. That said, uh, several people have, or many, many people have played Superman in animation. Uh, Tom Welling played him on Smallville for nine years. Seems fine. Uh, that's a curse in and of itself. That's <laughs> well, I feel like, I mean, like, okay, not to be... Like you could do that with any if, if enough people play a role, right? Like, right. I'm gonna say the Joker's cursed. Like, so, right. Heath Ledger oh, died. They, wa- they wanted that so bad. Heath Ledger died. Maybe that's why they cast Jared Leto as the next one. They were hoping it would go down for sale for him. There's, <laughs> he's still Jared Leto. It was so, a good. That was a good bet. 
Right. Yeah. There certainly was an element uh, to the jo- to Jared Leto's Joker specifically, where there was an element of like, ooh, that role yeah. makes you crazy. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Who knows how long Joaquin Phoenix has on this <laughs> earth? Um, it's uh, God. Um. We really made a mistake in pop culture when we turned the Joker into fucking Hamlet. For like, <laughs> I understand I think that it. Was a tweet that I just stole. But. It's like, but it's like, it's good in that it's a unhinged villain. It's just like you can write other unhinged villains, right? But it's just like, uh, it's not that. What did you guys role. think of that new Batman? I liked it. I really liked it. I didn't okay. see it because it was long. <laughs> Interesting. It was long. It was very pretty, though. It's think- that's the thing. It's the script's kind of a nightmare. It's way too long, but man, it's vibey. Um, did we did we not think the Riddler was a little over the top? Definitely over the top. Oh, for sure. For okay. <laughs> I really can't defend most of its script, aside from the fact that, like, as <laughs> here's my thing with Batman is I'm kind of I just like I'm. Uh, I'm an idiot and I like Batman. So I'm already kind of starting at like a 50%. Like you you have to like fuck it up for me to like lose goodwill. <laughs> We're yeah, already yeah, kind yeah. of just like, oh, I get to sit with my big thing of popcorn and watch Batman. Cool. It was, I liked how it was three movies, including the movie Zodiac. Definitely was. Very much so. Well, that's the other thing about Batman though, is it's like become such like like it, it was being like it was like built as like this has to be like the next classic work of art kind of thing right. where it's just like no it's not that's the same thing with the joker where it's just like it's become like a thing that it never was it's just people like the christopher nolan movies and right haven't aged amazingly well they're good they're not like I don't particularly want to sit down and watch any of them ever again. <laughs> we watched the Christopher Nolan one semi-recently, within the last, like, two, three years. Yeah. And I feel like they were both better than I remember and worse than I remember. Yeah. They're, I mean, his movies, are all, they're all very, like, mechanical. Yes. So I feel like, I feel like that's my, my thoughts on his movies are, like, I'm interested to have seen what the plot was. <laughs> but right. sitting through it is not fun. So now that I know the plot, it's not interesting anymore. Right. But, I mean, like, the Dark Knight, Dark Knight had a good script. I will give the Dark Knight it had a good script. But, again, it's, like, very, like, clearly, like, plotted. Yes. If that makes sense. Definitely. Yeah. Um, but, you know, another cursed movie. I'm going to say it. Yeah. <laughs> um, a stuntman did die on the Dark Knight. Yeah. Which happens a lot. Joffrey, isn't it? No, wait, that was the first one. That was Batman Begins. Damn it. Um, here I got another cursed movie that's not technically a horror movie. Uh, Emily, we watched this semi recently. The Passion of the Christ, the Mel Gibson film from two thousand four. Oh, I would classify that as a horror movie. It basically is. It's definitely like a, or it's pre Saw, but Wait. it's closer to Saw than anything else. Excuse me. You guys watched The Passion recently? Why? Uh, it was it Easter. Was Easter we got high. <laughs> We watched what we watched. Jesus we watched Christ Superstar. Jesus Christ Superstar. Last Temptation of Christ and the Passion of the Christ. We you guys have stuff. just phenomenal theme movie nights. I miss weed so bad. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how you function without it based on your previous life. I I barely hanging on. It truly is our favorite thing to do. Yeah. Is the thing. Um, Passion of the Christ is terrible. In 
interesting in its terribleness, but it's terrible. Um, so, <laughs> uh, from very men- Catholic, sorry, very Catholic from mental floss here. I have, if you're looking for a sign to stop making your R rated movie about Jesus's crucifixion, getting struck by lightning is a pretty clear one during the production of the passion of the Christ in 2003, a bolt of lightning hit star Jim Caviezel and assistant director, Jan Michelini. Uh, and it was, uh, Actually, the second time Michelini had been struck up by lightning on the set of the film. Both victims walked away from incidences relatively unscathed, when it, but and when it premiered in 2004, The Passion of the Christ raked in $611 million worldwide. Yeah, I would say getting struck by lightning is... That is like the sign, like like, yeah, that's like the quintessential divine. Like, don't do that. Like, that's how (laughs) don't do that one. (laughs) But Mm. Uh, I was interested. I recently learned so uh, the whole film is in Aramaic. I believe ancient Aramaic. Uh, Certainly, the actors are just saying all the things. All of the white actors, right? Uh, (laughs) Like we cared enough about accuracy (laughs) that we're that we're making the actor speak ancient Aramaic, but we still cast Jim Caviezel to be this (laughs) Middle Eastern man. Um, but certainly they're only speaking it phonetically, so I'm sure yeah. it's butchered. Uh, but Mel Gibson apparently did not want to subtitle it, which is kind of cool. Yeah, that is. I do like that, actually. Not to give Mel Gibson too much credit, but that would kind of rule. I mean... I don't think it would have been as successful. I don't know, though. I feel like people were up that film's ass pretty quickly. It's true. Uh, can I confess something? Go on. While we're talking about Passion of the Christ, I saw that movie as a little Catholic ninth grader, and I'm not kidding. Uh, that movie moved me. <laughs> <laughs> I was a Brian, ninth grade you... little Catholic boy. <laughs> I didn't know this phase of your life that you were like a kind of devout. I wasn't religious. like. <sighs> it, <clears throat> it, so I'm, I'm no longer religious. But I kind of didn't know any other way. It was as real as any other part of my life, you know? That is That True. reminds me a lot of that um, TikTok screenshot I've seen going around of someone saying, like, I thought that I was religious when um, I would go to church and get really moved by the live music, but then I felt the same thing at a, at a One Direction concert. And I learned I just, <laughs> I learned like... I just like live music. I think you just <laughs> like movies. I just <laughs> love an organ. I just love a spirited organ. <laughs> Um, okay, I have a question, uh, as I'm, as I'm looking through the list, and there's nothing, um, there's some, uh, just rapid firing here, Rebel Without a Cause, you might remember James Dean, of course, crashed his car mm. at age 24, uh, The Wizard of Oz, there's the, uh, the famous, uh, actor who played a munchkin who, who maybe hung himself, and you can see him in the back, um, that's considered pretty yeah. apocryphal, right? I believe that is not true. I f- have to imagine that if one of their actors had hung themselves, someone on set would have noticed. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, it was 1939. I guess a lot of people were hanging. That was all the rage back with <laughs> dancing on flagpoles. <laughs> and... They were also drugging their star. <laughs> You're right. That was... <laughs> That's just good have business. You guys, have you guys done the Pink Floyd thing? Mm. I have. Um, I will. Have you done it, Eric? Yeah, what I was like in middle school or high school, right? Same. Um, I've done it without drugs. Without drugs. Um, I will say there are funny coincidences. 
there, but like yeah. you know, the way our human you know brains work, and like that in that we're constantly searching for patterns, we give a lot of credit to those little coincidences or things that we can attest. Like, oh yeah, I guess that does when you think about it that way. Um, and ignore one, all the times it doesn't. Ignore long stretches where nothing is anything. Um, but there are, if you've never done it, I don't necessarily recommend it. It's, um, but. Uh, one of the uh, the one of the lyrics literally is "turn around" and she turns around. <laughs> um, there are a handful of uh, funny. That said, I um, I've I was watching uh, Phantom of the Opera, the original silent one, recently. And why? why? How? It's a good movie. It's on. It's available. It's public domain. It's available. Um, and uh, so I was watching it recently, and uh, the version on Tubi didn't have a score. Uh, so I just synced up, uh, a best of, of the band ghost, <laughs> which was awesome, uh, and extremely vibey. And there were similarly, like amazingly coincidental, like music changes that yeah. cut at exactly perfect moments or lyrics that kind of maybe vaguely, I think you can do it with a lot of things is what I'm saying. I've Can been, we give a shout out to Tubi? Tubi rules. I love Tubi. Tubi. I love Tubi. I just Tubi. discovered, I just did my first Tubi video and I'm working on my second one and it's, it's so the good. best thing. Tubi, do you want to sponsor a podcast with no listeners? Tubi <laughs> has no money. What are you talking about? <laughs> well, we've got no listeners. There so it's you a perfect, go. It's a perfect match. Um, so Shudder is, of course, the the horror streaming service. Uh, Shudder's great. Shudder's Shutter. great. We love Shudder. Uh, big Shutter fan. That said, man, if you don't want to shell out the six bucks for Shutter, Tubi's the next best option of like lots of weird crap, weird horror crap on Tubi. Oh, the video that I'm working, I started watching it today. I haven't finished the movie, but the video I'm working on now is on a movie called Elves, and it is an Elf on the Shelf horror movie. Oh baby! <laughs> oh but it's baby! Also, it's also like I've gotten to the part where they call out the movie Truth or Dare and say this is like the plot of the movie Truth or Dare and then someone says, which was kind of just like the plot of It Follows. <laughs> and I like, and I, it was like, I had to like wait for a second to be like, wait, are they talking about the movie? Like that wasn't even a movie, like that wasn't even like a movie people saw and then they <laughs> called it out and it is it is fascinating. I had to stop watching it today because I was like trying to figure out how to write about it and it hurt my brain. It was so confusing. Highly recommend. Highly recommend. Um, does anyone have a, 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 going around that, does anyone have a horror, because we're, we're about hitting the end here, Eric, unless you have any uh, additional thoughts. Does anyone have like a horror movie where we're coming up on Halloween, this will go out tomorrow um, but a horror movie you recommend if you're if people are looking for something spooky to watch. Before we get off the cursed films, can I just share a dark thought that I had? Please. Which is how long before Rust gets added to these lists? Oh God, you're oh no, right? Emily, what, like Emily it, what's Rust for people not familiar? Um, it's the movie on which um, Alec Baldwin tragically oh, accidentally right. shot. Uh, the uh, cinematographer, I believe. Right. Um, which, you know, is, I think, more of a, more of a um, actual consequence than a lot of yeah. 
things on this list. Right. Well, uh, they did that. That happened in. That's the, a great point. Crow too, right? Or did that, he die that did in the happen? Crow? He did die in the crow. Yeah. Okay. It was. It was basically the same thing of like, hey, why was there live ammunition on this set? Yeah. Yeah. Um. In the in the case of the crow, there was like the the clip was empty on the gun, but I believe there was still one in the chamber. Ugh. Um. And that was uh Bruce Lee's son. Um. Right. His family's cursed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, that said, Emily, do you have a, a movie that you recommend? Oh, um, yeah, a horror movie specifically? Yeah. Um, yeah, I think I really liked, um, it's, I wouldn't even say it's a horror movie, but it's labeled as such, so I'll, I'll include it, We're All Going to the World's Fair. Ooh, yeah. Um, which is on HBO Max now, um, and it's about, um a girl who is participating in like an online creepypasta role-playing thing. And it is very weird and vibey and lonely. And I think gets to sort of how, how like lonely and sad and weird it can be on the internet. Um, It's very, very good. I really liked it too. It's a slow burn. Yeah. And it's, it's kind of just it, the ending just kind of hits you and go, Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, Eric, do you have a spooky movie you like? What, what would you recommend people watch on Halloween? I have no, I have no like original deep take, but I feel like you gotta go Nightmare on Elm Street. Great one, great I one. I feel like that's the king. No, that's it's a good one. I don't know if it's better than Halloween on Halloween, but sure. <laughs> good point. Good point. Awesome. I would, I would honestly say I think Halloween and Nightmare on Elm Street two scariest movies. Those ones got you. Yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. Horrible. Hell yeah. Uh, uh, Willie, do you have an additional one that you recommend aside from elves? Oh, God. No, only elves. <laughs> only elves. <laughs> I can't think of anything good to say. Like, I'm trying to think of, like, a Halloween-y one. Mine is not very Halloween-y unless you want to be sad, which oh, is I fun. I do all the time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I feel like my go-to, like, movie i like to stand up for horror movie is the last exorcism i really Ooh, like, I like that, that one a lot movie, too and i think it's underrated mm, i agree um i'll say that the hollow first thing that popped in my head for i don't even know if it counts as a horror movie but um it's set in halloween so i'll give that the guest that counts oh yeah i like the guest a lot too that's like the but it's weird because it, i was talking about this uh Yesterday, where I feel like I, I really like um, Hocus Pocus and everything, but I feel like it gets by on just like that aesthetic is not in a lot of movies, right. and people like that aesthetic. Agreed. And there should just be more movies set in Halloween, just just because it looks nice. I like yellow. Fully, yeah. fully agreed. Um, I don't have a, a hard recommendation, and that's because I'm going to be watching a whole bunch of horror movies this weekend on uh, twitch.tv slash goblin voice. I'm going to be watching 24 hours of horror movies, uh, and you can join me, hopefully raising a little money for Food Bank for NYC. Once again, that's this weekend. Uh, let's see, that's, I believe, 1029 into 1030 for 24 hours. I'm going to be very, very tired. Please come join me. There's going to be guests. We're going to play some games. Uh, I'm Tim, gonna... Is there a penalty if you sleep? I haven't decided yet. Um, I could put a shock collar on. No. <laughs> now let it happen. No. The classic. <laughs> I'll provide the shock collar. Great. 
Great. Uh, but yeah, I have multiple people have promised to uh, dial in very drunk. Uh, it's going to be a big time nightmare and it's fun, but fun. Uh, it's kind of going to be my last big Halloween stream before I'm somebody's father and can't really do these anymore. So <laughs> we'll it's going to be stupid. Once again, that's twitch.tv slash Goblin Voice uh, 1029. That's Saturday into Sunday starting at 6 p.m. Eastern. Eric, uh, is there anything else we should go over? I think we I think we covered every cursed movie. I I can't think of another one possibly. We, we good to get out of here. Stone unturned. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's been Brian and Eric Dump along here. Thank you for joining us, everybody. Hey, maybe leave a comment on on YouTube or a review on uh, Apple Podcasts or just something uh, so that we know there's somebody out there and we're not just yelling to the void. <laughs> if you're the void, please just leave also a review. Also, if you're not there, that's fine too. Bye, everybody.